Good evening. Welcome to our All Saints Evensong. A couple words about the Feast of All Saints. It is a feast day set aside to honor all the saints who don't have a specific day in the calendar. The church has recognized that there are many holy people who live throughout time who don't have a, a, a day named after them. So it's a day to honor all the, whole, all the holy people who are not identified by name. But in a certain sense, all saints and the concept of the saint is, is paradoxical because there isn't any distinction in the New Testament between saints and other Christians when, uh, for example, St. Paul writes uh, an epistle in the New Testament to all the saints in Philippi or in one of the locations, he isn't writing to a subset of really holy people, but he's writing to everybody. So when we talk about the saints, we talk about people who have progressed further in the life of holiness, but it's a life to which we are all called in which we all participate, in a sense we are all saints. The word saint means at root holy one, which in both Hebrew and Greek mean set apart. Those set apart by God and uh, for his work and, and for what he is doing. And so God has set us apart from the world and we are to follow Christ in a pathway of holiness. And this, uh, the saints are those who give us an example of what that looks like, maybe like uh, you know, a professional basketball player in relationship to a, a high school player. You look up and say, here's someone who knows how to do that a little bit better, uh, a little further along, yet, yet we are all on the same path. Our, a lesson from Revelation talks about the new heavens and the new earth, and this is the place that God is preparing and will complete for his saints to dwell in. And we should be aware that when we read Revelation, it's full of images from Genesis. That um, when you, you, you read, for example, the, the river uh, of life, that there, the river that, that uh, flows from the throne and provides, uh, the, the, you know, feeds the tree, which, the, the fruit of which for the healing of the nations, and one of the primary images here, too, is the image of the heavenly marriage. St. John says he sees the new Jerusalem descending from God as a bride adorned for her husband. And if we think in the back of our minds, what happened in Genesis in the beginning? Well, uh, Adam was created, and then God made a bride for Adam. And God brought that bride to Adam. And so here in the completion of Genesis, we have... Uh, Christ, the bridegroom, and his bride comes to her uh, as, as, as a bride adorned for husband prepared by God. And so what we see in Revelation is the, the redemption of the original creation. The fall of man created a separation of humanity from God. Sin separates man from God. And our Lord became man to live and die and rise and he sent the Holy Spirit, and it's the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Spirit that sets us apart from the fallen world uh, to be gods. And that's the beginning of the new creation, but God is preparing a place. He, is, he created the world in the beginning, and it was good, and it, and it was the world that God created good was marred by human sin. So now part of the redemption of the world it is first God his chosen people who are set apart to be saints, but God is also renewing the whole creation. There's a, uh, there's a great uh, hymn that we sing every Good Friday, that 
earth and stars and sky and ocean by that flood from stain are free, that the blood of Christ cleanses the entire creation. And the end of God's work is not simply that we're going to die and go to some disembodied place called heaven, but that we're going to live in the renewed creation, which we saw in Genesis and is renewed now in Revelation. So we're headed for, for the completion of life, the fulfillment of life. And, and that life is in union with God. It's a life in which all those afflictions that come to us through our fallenness are healed, and we see God face to face. This vision of what we're looking forward to is so important for us to bear in mind because it is, it is the vision of God, the place we're going. That's the only thing that makes sense of the reason that we have a sense of renunciation of the world. Why do we turn away from things in the world? It is in order to gain the uh, union with God and the vision of God and, and, and to see Christ face to face. So, so often in the world, the gospel comes out as though it meant, here's all the things, you know, moralistically you can't do. And the church sometimes gets in the position of being, being sort of the spoil sport proclaiming morality, telling you you're, you can't do this, you can't do that. And those renunciations, yeah, what is wrong is wrong, but it misses the point if, we, if we're caught saying, don't do that just because we don't want you to have any fun or God doesn't want you to enjoy life or be fulfilled. None of the renunciations make sense apart from where we're going. We leave behind these things. All the things we renounce are things that will never fulfill us. They are, they are merely temporal. And all the things that are, that are um, in the renewal of life in Christ, we enjoy the good things of life as they're supposed to be enjoyed. And that is sacramentally. In, in the good things of life, we taste creation as it is supposed to be, and it gives us a foretaste of what will be. This is the sacrament at the altar. We come and we receive the body and blood of Christ. This is bread and wine that has become heavenly food. It feeds us now, but it also points us to something beyond itself. And every good thing in this life has that sacramental characteristic. It, it is good because God has made it good, but it points beyond itself to something greater. And everything in this life that is non-sacramental, that has not been renewed, has not become part of the kingdom, is just what it is. And when we enjoy life on a merely fleshly level, there might be some pleasure in it, but that's it. That's what you get. So what the church bears witness to, the saints bear witness to, is that which transcends time, that which fulfills that, the, the, the desires that nothing here can fulfill. And we have to remember, as, uh, as God's holy ones, we look at the saints as an example for us to live lives of holiness, but we also remember that we are all called to be saints, but we're called to bear witness to something beyond this world, and that is the vision of God that we received in Christ, that we all enjoy in our life of prayer, that we're growing into. And we're not just telling people, don't do all those things because you're bad. We're saying it's worth leaving those things behind because of where we're headed, because what God has promised us in Christ, the new heavens and the new earth. And we are told, they, they shall see his face, and his name shall be on their foreheads. So that's what we're we're moving towards. That's what we bear witness to. That's what we're set apart for, to see God face to face.